Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, Call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Deuteronomy 14, 22 through 16, 17. You shall surely tithe all the produce from what you sow, which comes out of the field every year. You shall eat in the presence of the Lord your God at the place where he chooses to establish his name, the tithe of your grain, your new wine, your oil, and the firstborn of your herd and your flock, so that you may learn to fear the Lord your God always. If the distance is so great for you that you are not able to bring the tithe, since the place where the Lord your God chooses to set his name is too far away from you when the Lord your God blesses you, then you shall exchange it for money, And bind the money in your hand and go to the place which the Lord your God chooses. You may spend the money for whatever your heart desires, for oxen or sheep or wine or strong drink or whatever your heart desires. And there you shall eat in the presence of the Lord your God and rejoice, you and your household. Also, you shall not neglect the Levite who is in your town, for he has no portion or inheritance among you. At the end of every third year, you shall bring out all the tithe of your produce in that year and shall deposit it in your town. The Levite, because he has no portion or inheritance among you, and the alien, the orphan, and the widow who are in your town shall come and eat and be satisfied in order that the Lord your God may bless you in all the work of your hand, which you do. The sabbatic year. At the end of every seven years, you shall grant a remission of debts. This is the manner of remission. Every creditor shall release what he has loaned to his neighbor. He shall not exact it of his neighbor and his brother, because the Lord's remission has been proclaimed. From a foreigner you may exact it, but your hand shall release whatever of yours is with your brother. 
However, there will be no poor among you, since the Lord will surely bless you with the land which the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance to possess. If only you listen obediently to the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all this commandment, which I am commanding you today. For the Lord your God will bless you as he has promised you, and he will lend to many nations, but you will not borrow, and you will rule over many nations, but they will not rule over you. If there is a poor man with you, one of your brothers, in any of your towns in your land, which the Lord your God has given you, you shall not harden your heart nor close your hand from your poor brother. But you shall freely open your hand to him and shall generously lend him sufficient for his need in whatever he lacks. Beware that there is no base thought in your heart, saying, The seventh year, the year of remission, is near, and your eye is hostile toward your poor brother, and you give him nothing. Then he may cry to the Lord against you, and it will be a sin in you. You shall generously give to him, and your heart shall not be grieved when you give to him, because for this thing the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and in all your undertakings. For the poor will never cease to be in the land. Therefore I command you, saying, You shall freely open your hand to your brother, to your needy and poor in the land. If your kinsman, a Hebrew man or woman, is sold to you, then he shall serve you six years. But in the seventh year, you shall set him free. When you set him free, you shall not send him away empty-handed. You shall furnish him liberally from your flock and from your threshing floor and from your wine vat. You shall give to him as the Lord your God has blessed you. You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt and the Lord your God redeemed you. Therefore, I command you this today. It shall come about if he says to you, I will not go out from you because he loves you and your household since he fares well with you. Then you shall take an awl and pierce it through his ear into the door and he shall be your servant forever. Also, you shall do likewise to your maidservant. It shall not seem hard to you when you set him free, for he has given you six years with double the service of a hired man. So the Lord your God will bless you in whatever you do. You shall consecrate to the Lord your God all the firstborn males that are born of your herd and of your flock. You shall not work with the firstborn of your herd, nor shear the firstborn of your flock. You and your household shall eat it every year before the Lord your God in the place which the Lord chooses. But if it has any defect, such as lameness, or blindness, or any serious defect, you shall not sacrifice it to the Lord your God. You shall eat it within your gates. The unclean and the clean alike may eat it as a gazelle or a deer. Only you shall not eat its blood. You are to pour it out on the ground like water. The Feast of Passover, of Weeks, and of Booths. Observe the month of Abib and celebrate the Passover of the Lord your God. For in the month of Abib, the Lord your God brought you out of Egypt by night. You shall sacrifice the Passover to the Lord your God from the flock and the herd in the place where the Lord chooses to establish his name. You shall not eat leavened bread with it. Seven days you shall eat it with it, unleavened bread, the bread of affliction. For you came out of the land of Egypt in haste, so that you may remember all the days of your life, the day when you came out of the land of Egypt. For seven days no leaven shall be seen with you in all your territory, and none of the flesh which you sacrifice on the evening of the first day shall remain overnight until morning. You are not allowed to sacrifice the Passover in any of your towns which the Lord your God has given you. But at the place where the Lord your God chooses to establish his name, you shall sacrifice the Passover in the evening at sunset. At the time that you came out of Egypt, you shall cook and eat it in the place which the Lord your God chooses. In the morning you are to return to your tents. Six days you shall eat unleavened bread, and on the seventh day 
There shall be a solemn assembly to the Lord your God. You shall do no work on it. You shall count seven weeks for yourself. You shall begin to count seven weeks from the time you begin to put the sickle to the standing grain. Then you shall celebrate the feast of weeks to the Lord your God with the tribute of a free will offering of your hand, which you shall give just as the Lord your God blesses you. And you shall rejoice before the Lord your God, you and your son and your daughter and your male and female servants and the Levite who is in your town and the stranger and the orphan and the widow who are in your midst. In the place where the Lord your God chooses to establish his name, you shall remember that you were a slave in Egypt, and you shall be careful to observe these statutes. You shall celebrate the Feast of Booths seven days after you have gathered in from your threshing floor and your wine vat, and you shall rejoice in your feast, you and your son and your daughter and your male and female servants and the Levite and the stranger and the orphan and the widow who are in your towns. Seven days you shall celebrate a feast to the Lord your God in the place which the Lord chooses, because the Lord your God will bless you in all your produce and in all the work of your hands, so that you will be altogether joyful. Three times in a year all your males shall appear before the Lord your God in the place which he chooses, at the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and at the Feast of Weeks, and at the Feast of Booths. And they shall not appear before the Lord empty-handed. Every man shall give as he is able, according to the blessing of the Lord your God, which he has given you. Isaiah ten thirty two through 12, 6. Yet today he will halt at Nob. He shakes his fist at the mountain of the daughter of Zion, the hill of Jerusalem. Behold, the Lord, the God of hosts, will lop off the boughs with a terrible crash. Those also who are tall in stature will be cut down, and those who are lofty will be abased. He will cut down the thickets of the forest with an iron axe, and Lebanon will fall by the mighty one. Righteous rain of the branch. Then a shoot will spring from the stem of Jesse, and a branch from its roots will bear fruit. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and strength, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what his eyes see, nor make a decision by what his ears hear. But with righteousness he will judge the poor, and decide with fairness for the afflicted of the earth. And he will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he will slay the wicked. Also righteousness will be the belt about his loins, and faithfulness the belt about his waist. And the wolf will dwell with the lamb, and the leopard will lie down with the young goat, and the calf and the young lion and the fatling together. And a little boy will lead them. Also the cow and the bear will graze. Their young will lie down together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox. The nursing child will play by the hole of the cobra, and the weaned child will put his hand on the viper's den. They will not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord. As the waters cover the sea, then in that day the nations will resort to the root of Jesse, who will stand as a signal for the peoples, and his resting place will be glorious. The Restored Remnant Then it will happen on that day that the Lord will again recover the second time with his hand the remnant of his people who will remain. From Assyria, Egypt, Pathros, Cush, Elam, Shinar, Hamath, and from the islands of the sea. And he will lift up a standard for the nations and assemble the banished ones of Israel and will gather the dispersed of Judah. 
from the four corners of the earth. Then the jealousy of Ephraim will depart, and those who harass Judah will be cut off. Ephraim will not be jealous of Judah, and Judah will not harass Ephraim. They will swoop down on the slopes of the Philistines on the west. Together they will plunder the sons of the east. They will possess Edom and Moab, and the sons of Ammon will be subject to them. And the Lord will utterly destroy the tongue of the sea of Egypt. And he will wave his hand over the river with his scorching wind, and he will strike it into seven streams and make men walk over dry shod. And there will be a highway from Assyria for the remnant of his people who will be left, just as there was for Israel in the day that they came up out of the land of Egypt. Thanksgiving expressed. Then you will say on that day, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for although you were angry with me, your anger is turned away, and you comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid, for the Lord God is my strength and song. And he has become my salvation. Therefore, you will joyously draw water from the springs of salvation. And in that day, you will say, give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make known his deeds among the peoples. Make them remember that his name is exalted. Praise the Lord in song, for he has done excellent things. Let this be known throughout the earth. Cry aloud and shout for joy, O inhabitant of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. John twenty, fifteen through 20. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher, Jesus said to her, Stop clinging to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I ascend to my Father and your Father and my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came announcing to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and that he had said these things to her. Jesus among his disciples. So when it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and when the doors were shut where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed them both his hands and his side. The disciples then rejoiced when they saw the Lord. In Deuteronomy, I think it's quite clear what it is that God's showing us there. He's saying, he's talking about the importance of tithing and not just tithes, but also your offerings. Um, as part of the high holidays, he also declared a need for a special offering above and beyond first fruits offerings. And so um, he's, he's made it clear there. And then also that every seven years, you're supposed to have a complete slate cleaning for any people who owe you any debts uh, or any people who you have um, who owe a debt to you you're supposed to wipe that clean and give them a fresh start and then again and then he talks about the specifics of the feast of Passover and of weeks and of booths so he has specific things that he says to follow so the connection between that and Isaiah is kind of um, I mean I I see it because I know um, what it is he's referring to here. But um, taking that all the way to John is an amazing journey. So God said, 
Make sure you tithe. Make sure every seven years everything's wiped clean. Make sure you keep these feasts. Make sure that you come. You don't come to me empty-handed. Uh, bring your offerings, your first fruit offerings, in the place that I tell you, in the amount that I tell you. So all these things are follow my statutes and seek me for direction. And then you get to Isaiah. Isaiah 10, uh, this story, um, at the end, it's talking about the part that happens right before where we're reading. It's referring to the remnants returning. And um, a lot of people wonder, what is what is the remnant? Well, see, he talks about how the church, the worldly church is Babylon. The worldly church is Babylon. And the worldly church has become a whore, prostituted herself out to other gods, other traditions, other pagan traditions, other beliefs, and and really strayed from what God called them to do. And he said, I will cut down the tree of Babylon. He is going to cut down the worldly church, chop it completely down, and throw it into the fire. It says, but, and this happens in Ezekiel, it happens in Isaiah, it happens a few times, and in Revelation, he said, let the stump remain. So cut down this tree, cast it into the fire, but let the stump remain. So the stump is the portion that's closest to the roots. So the farther you got away from the roots, the more worldly the church became. And in fact, he describes in many, many times that he refers to this tree throughout scripture, he talks about how the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Now, symbolically, the birds of the air and the beasts of the field are fallen angels and demons. And it said that they will find, they will make nests, the birds of the air will make nests in the boughs, in the branches of this tree. And that the beasts of the field will find comfort and shade of its branches. So the birds of the air and the beasts of the field, the fallen angels and demons have found comfort and made a home in the worldly church. That's a scary thought, but we see that evident in today's world where there is so much corruption. There are so many wolves in she or wolves in sheep's clothing. And it goes right back to where Jesus said that many will come and say that I am the Christ and will deceive many. They are not saying that they are the Christ. They're saying that he is. So there's many people who are coming saying the right words, but they're still deceiving many because they're leading them away from something. Remember what Deuteronomy was all about. God said, do all of this. None of that is being taught today. The only part of it that's kind of being taught today is the tithing. And that's not for the purpose of the kingdom. That's for the purpose of selfishness. So the purpose of the tithing is all described, but it's being ignored. The purpose of the high holidays described and ignored. And the purpose of a sabbatic year is described and ignored. So none of those things that God asked to be done is being done. Because they've gotten so far away from the roots. At the root, you have God's word. You have the Torah. 
You have God's commandments, statutes, ordinances, which the church today, many of them say, you can ignore them. But Jesus said, and God also said many times that I will write my law on their heart and in their minds. So he didn't change it. It's the same statutes, ordinances, and testimonies being ignored. So God said that we're going to chop down this tree and we're going to cast it off into the fire, but we're going to leave the stump, the portion of the church that is closest to the roots. The roots being, of course, planted in good waters, planted in the word, planted in the truth of the word. They're closer to what God has asked them to do. That's the stump and that's the remnant. So the remnant will remain. And it talks about how the remnant is going to be brought back. The remnant is going to be... um, The remnant is going to basically be... Because of the salvation of Jesus Christ, the remnant is what people are where they're going to need to go to find truth. They can't, they can't go to the false teachings and of the false prophets and false teachers of the worldly church. They need to go to the remnant. They need to go to the stump. They need to go to the ones that are closest to the roots and the way that God said for it to be. Now, I'll tell you this. This is a big warning for you. Many times when there is a great awakening to biblical truth, man takes it to an extreme beyond God's plan. So just because someone says they're looking or they're really getting back to the roots does not mean they're doing it God's way. But the truth is the truth. And if anyone's saying something that goes against the truth, please be warned. That is not where you're supposed to be. And they're not even within that worldly church. They're completely trying to draw you out, out from underneath the spiritual covering, and devour you. And that is completely enemy-driven. So do not. The enemy wants to take what God has asked for us to do and called us to do and skew it just enough because perfect truth is perfect. Anything outside of it is false. So the remnant, the stump that remains and it's drawn back because of Jesus and what he's done. And then you see the, in the, the last portion after Jesus comes out of the tomb and he's speaking with Mary and cause she's standing there At first, she sees him, and he doesn't even look like... She doesn't recognize him at all. It's Jesus. But think about this. He was... Not just because he was beaten. She saw him on the cross. She would recognize him if he came out looking like he did on the cross. She was one of the ones who put him in the tomb. So, she's coming to... They came to treat the body and take care care for the body. And the, the tomb is open. And here... Jesus appears to her and she doesn't recognize him. So he did not look like he did on the cross. But a few things are really key here. One, she thought he was the gardener because he was filthy. He was filthy because he was covered in our sin. 
he was completely just covered in filth. And he said, don't touch me because I have yet to go to the Father. So he still, even in resurrection, at this point of the day, he had not gone to the Father yet and he needed to do that. So he ascended into the throne room he laid his life down on that altar. He poured out his blood on that altar in heaven. Then he returned back to earth the same day, because it was later that day. He showed them his hands and his side. He said, peace. Because, of course, he just appeared to them, and that would scare anyone. But he said, peace. And then he said, here, touch. See that I'm real. So now, later in the same day, they could touch him because he had been to the Father. So the remnant, the truth, that's what we need to seek after. But then also know that what Jesus did for us once and for all covers us all through our faith in him and in what he did. So Father, thank you for the salvation. Thank you for that perfect gift. Thank you for this responsibility in having knowledge and, and seeing truth. And Father, I pray that this truth can be received by people, that they can open up your book. They can search through where they, they find discomfort and, and not a complete understanding. And that Holy Spirit, you can give them the confidence and you can also direct them in knowledge. Because the Bible is not interpreted by any man only interpreted by itself and by the Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit, I pray that you would just bring clarity to people, bring certainty to people, and to show that God said that we there's some things that we need to be doing and we're not because we're being led by a worldly church that's going to be chopped down and thrown into the fire. So Father, uh, I pray that we could save as many people as we can from the fallacies and the false teachings that are out there and that they can come to know your truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today. And I hope that uh, that blesses you either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to to spend with your family, uh, some time around God's Word. And, uh, of course, that is great. I love that. And I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org and um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts or even just check out the events that we have available uh, but again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.